This week, the U.S. Government Bureau of Labor and rigging of ongoing statistics collectively lied to everyone by claiming health care costs were down negative 34% year over year. Stock market bulls celebrated on the delusional lower inflation rally, yet many damning fundamentals continue unabated. More historically high government deficit spending and out-of-control debt levels are building, with a large amount of this debt maturing in the next year, all with elevated interest rates at the moment. As inflation over the last three years has already fused into the system, crushing the U.S. consumer-driven economy. Meanwhile, over the last near three-year time span, we've seen the underlying once-balloon piles of both fractional gold and silver bullion piles backstopping the comics draw down by one-half and one-third, respectively. Data illustrates that much of this bullion has been getting sucked out of unsecured ETF piles. My suggestion is it's happening to keep the leverage just-in-time physical delivery system propped up, at least for as long as it can. Good news is that the conscious U.S. retail bullion buying sector, although small in population, has been getting after it this whole time. Buying high levels of bullion relative to how tiny their overall population is, especially when you consider the size of the U.S. investing public at large. Meanwhile, on the silver demand side of this year's updated estimation, it was announced this week that global silver industrial demand is set to shatter the all-time record, citing increases in demand for silver and solar panels, power grids, 5G networks, auto electronics, and other infrastructure inputs. U.S. silver bullion investment demand is still strong, with bank failures from last spring 2023 propelling this year's demand. We're going to dig later on in this episode about further bank failures upcoming. Ongoing mining sector issues this year in the largest silver producing nations, Mexico and Peru, are also set to lower overall supply in 2023 versus last year, 2022. Do you remember how last week I showed you that both gold and silver bullion had been getting sucked out of London stockpiles? Well, the 140 tons of gold that left London recently, that all could be simply going to ongoing central bank buying, which has been happening at record clips over the last few years. But that amount of silver that went out of London, we suggest last week that it had to be India-bound. Perhaps the Eastern silver bullion buying giant has awoken from its 2023 nap. It turns out that more was bought by India last month, October 2023. In terms of silver, over 1,750 metric tons, or just over 56 million ounces, was imported into India last month alone. Now, just over half of that pile came out of London, and that was admitted this week by Metals Focus Report. Last month, India also imported its largest amount of gold bullion since the early 2021 price dip buying spree on a local level. And even with local gold and fiat rupee prices up over 32% since early 2021, Indians are still buying gold in large volumes, suggesting the positive feedback loop of a golden bullion bull is building further. For a bit more coverage on Indian gold bullion buying demand, here is Palki Sharma this week from First Post's YouTube channel. Now let's talk about India's latest gold rush. In two days, we'll celebrate Diwali, the festival of lights, the biggest Hindu festival on the calendar. And today is Dhanteras. Among other things, it is an occasion to buy gold. Gold coins, bars, ornaments and everything in between, we buy it on this day. It's said to be auspicious. They say what you buy today will multiply. So people in India buy and this year is no exception.
India is living up to tradition. Gold traders are reporting brisk sales. We do not have the numbers yet for this year, but we know that gold prices have fallen marginally and that is fueling demand. The sellers are optimistic. In 2022, they sold, and wait for it, 39 tons of gold during the festive season. 39 tons of gold. This year, they hope to surpass that figure. If that happens, it won't be a surprise though, because in India, there is never a reason to not buy gold. It's not just a precious metal. Gold is closely linked to our traditions, culture and financial security. There are some very interesting numbers, so listen carefully. Do you know how much gold Indian households have? A whopping 25,000 tons. How much is the stockpile worth? About $1.5 trillion. That's more than 40% of our GDP. It's the gold in your lockers. Just for the sake of comparison, the US government has the largest gold reserve, over 8,000 tons. That's what the US has, more than 8,000 tons. Indian households have 25,000 tons, more than three times the stock of the US government. So you could say, when it comes to gold, Indian households are richer than the American government. They're the largest holders of the metal in the world. Indians have a love affair with gold and it refuses to end. So what explains this relationship? Like all lasting relationships, this one too is about trust. Gold is seen as a reliable investment, traditionally considered as safe as a fixed deposit in the bank. In India, companies give gold coins as bonuses. Newlyweds are gifted gold jewelry, not just for consumption, but also as an investment for their future. In fact, Indian weddings drive gold purchases. They generate about 50% of the annual gold demand. And banks have specific gold products like gold coins, even gold mutual funds. Many digital payment apps sell gold. They even offer gold as investment options like e-gold. It's as easy as installing an app. Needless to say, gold is especially popular among women. Many prefer buying gold over putting money in a bank account. According to one report, Indian women hold 11% of the world's gold, most of it in the form of jewellery. There's enormous wealth locked in these purchases. And the tradition is passed down generations, so the newer generation, the young, are also buying gold. The demand for gold bars and coins is going up. 20 years back, less than 15% of the customers bought gold in coins and bars. Today, nearly 25% of gold buyers ask for them. Is it really as good as it sounds? What kind of returns do you get? And are they better than other investments? Let's try to answer these questions. First of all, is gold a good investment? In recent years, it has delivered results, great results. If you invested last year in gold, your return should be close to 20%. That's better than the Nifty 50, the index of India's top 50 listed companies. And what explains this high return? When inflation shot up, people turned to gold. It's a time-tested hedge against inflation. And that's why gold did well. The price shot up because the demand was high. But can it keep delivering high returns? So finally, where should you invest? Well, it depends on your risk appetite. If you prefer safe bets, go for gold. If not, turn to the stock market. Gold may not give great returns in the long run, but you can easily liquidate it. And I must add here, don't just take my advice, listen to your financial advisor, do your own research, choose investments that suit you, that let you sleep peacefully at night. Choose investments, and I would suggest do them so in prudent allocations, that will help you sleep better at night, indeed. For as we look at this long-term monthly gold price chart in fiat US dollar terms, 
It certainly appears that we are not far from the next stair-stepping events propelling us collectively higher to come. Now on the other side of this coming short break, we're going to dig into increasing reasons why owning bullion outright against the threat of more failing U.S. banks is a no-brainer, especially in a world increasingly being exposed as bankrupt. You definitely want to own positions in precious monetary metals, which historically thrive in such eras. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these bullion market updates. Subscribe to our channel here for weekly bullion market updates with exclusive bullion service offerings like this one. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. We're now down 43%. This could be the most serious recession in decades. Protect your retirement with gold and silver IRAs. Learn more at sdbullion.com backslash IRA. Both silver and gold showed strength, respectively, trading higher this week. The spot silver price closed just under 24-ounce bid, while the spot gold price closed just shy of 2,000-ounce bid. The spot gold-silver ratio dipped sharply on silver's outsized strength, falling nearly 5 ounces to 83. Before we get into the recent fifth U.S. bank failure for the year, I would like to alert viewers out there that we kicked off Black Friday week ahead of time today with this low-premium deal on silver bullion kilo bars. Visit www.sdbullion.com forward slash deals to get your share while supplies last. Now onwards to yet another bankrupt bank, this one from just about 11 days ago, but it was tied to leveraged collapsing economic bets coming undone. Time since 2011, the federal government took over a failing Iowa bank. The FDIC shut down Citizens Bank of Sac City on Friday. That is separate from Citizens Bank in Anamosa and Tipton. Its two branches reopened today under Iowa Trust and Savings Bank, which took over citizens' assets. Examiners reported significant losses tied to out-of-state loans tied to a specific industry. It did not identify the industry, but a consent order from August noted the FDIC was focused on its commercial trucking loans. The website Wall Street on Parade pointed out a few important points about the still-failing U.S. banking system this week. It was recently reported that U.S. banks took out more loans in the spring of 2023 than they did during the 2008 global financial crisis. Meanwhile, the supposed U.S. bank backstopping FDIC has less fractionally reserved cash than perhaps the hyper-leveraged comic system has in supposed bullion for potential delivery. The FDIC reportedly only has $117 billion to backstop all 4,622 U.S. banks and their currently estimated total of over $10.5 trillion in insured deposits. That's a leverage of 90 to 1. For every 90 supposedly insured dollars sitting in the bank system, the FDIC only has $1 to back it. There's an estimated nearly $7 trillion in uninsured deposits sitting in U.S. banks beyond the $250,000 per account insured threshold at the moment. Reportedly, of those $7 trillion, about $1.4 trillion of that is sitting with the recidivist criminal commercial bank, J.P. Morgan. So, good luck out there. Lastly, having already lost over negative 92% of its stock price nominal value since the start of the year 2007, it was announced to end this week that mass layoffs at Citibank are starting next week, with up to one-tenth, or nearly 24,000 employees getting eliminated. Meanwhile, relative weakness in the fiat U.S. dollar and 
coming future U.S. bank failures strongly are suggesting that more U.S. citizens and investors around the world should begin allocating to bullion before it becomes more unaffordable and potentially unobtainium to do so in size at reasonable price points. For in this building bullion bull mania phase ahead, my strong suggestion is that gold near 2000 an ounce consolidation we've been in, it's going to be looked back upon as a would have, could have, should have era. That will be all for this week's SD Bullion Market Update. As always to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button and share it with those you love. Subscribe to our channel and hit that alert button so you know when we publish new Bullion Market Updates.